everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And today we're real excited. We are doing a bonus episode. Where we're going to be talking about the four films that were released in, this week onto Discovery Plus. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Megan is here. Hello. And Anna's here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so it's very exciting. This uh, year, they decided to do four movies because i think they're all trying to trying to, to do me under here <laughs> <They're trying> to, <laughs> everybody's doing at least four movies every every streaming service every mm-hmm. and uh and so it's, it's it's been pretty pretty crazy and i think i've already seen 40 christmas movies i don't new. know how you do it i i really don't <laughs> me either that's a lot it's not even december it's not even <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I still have to be watching all the Oscar screeners, uh, for, for my film critic work. And so it's like the weirdest little mix that I have where I go from like watching a Hallmark Christmas movie to then watching like some artsy. (laughs) Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. (laughs) But yeah, uh, but I guess variety is the spice of life. Right. So definitely. But, uh, but yeah, last year they did on Discovery Plus, it's a new network, it just started last year. And so they did a movie with Reed Drummond and cause most of Discovery Plus is like, is like reality shows, 90 day fiance and stuff like that. And then they have all the like food network and HGTV. And, uh, and so it's all sort of nonfiction history channel, stuff like that. And and so they are starting last year. This movie with Reed Drummond was like one of the first sort of scripted movies that they did. <laughs> did either of you get a chance to see that last year? The one with Reed Drummond? No, uh, I didn't, but I didn't hear good things. So <laughs> I knew I didn't miss out. Did you see it, Megan? No, I literally learned about Discovery Plus when you messaged us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> It wasn't the best. I mean, Aaron O'Connell is so yeah. gorgeous that yeah. I can watch him. I, I can watch him be in a bad movie and still kind of have some fun. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was nothing special. I mean, Ree was hardly in the movie at all, and uh, and then uh, like it was just. The girl comes back from the city to the to the country. He's there. He's dreamy. The only reason to watch it is him. <laughs> but but it was them dipping their toes, and I guess they must have gotten a good enough response that they were like, okay, we're going to do four movies this year, and they had two from HGTV and two for for Food Network. And I I don't know if you both agree but i definitely feel like the ones with the food network were the stronger ones and i i think it's a little bit unfair because i think they were way easier to do and yeah. you know way easier to to work into a story and i just am a bigger fan of food network than hgtv so that probably helps too but uh but megan overall what do you think of the like overall of the four and uh and do you agree on that account I agree 100%. I think part of it is because there is such a food element of Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, there is a design element to Christmas as well. Like people decorate their homes. But like, 
uh, like a, the structure of a house <laughs> is yeah. not really like, you know what I'm saying? Like that part of it is, was hard, I think, for them to get Christmassy, whereas Christmas food, that gingerbread houses, all that comes very naturally yeah. to those storylines. So I, that was part of it. And then I had some issues with the plots and the just in the some of the HGTV ones. But yeah. so overall, I 100% agree. The food ones were really fun. Well, and you know what? I'm, I've just sort of started thinking that they should have had the gingerbread one be HTV one because it's about an architect. It could have been. Yeah. Designing a house. Right. It would have yeah. been a perfect way to bring that in. Been, yeah. I think that would have been a better storyline than the, you know, breaking down grandma's house. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you agree, Anne? Yeah, I think exactly what Megan said. I think food goes hand in hand with holidays. And so it's so easy to, you know, make a plot or story around it. Whereas the design is just kind of, it's more boring. It's, you have to work harder to do it, just like she said. So I yeah. think food ones and the food all look so good. So <laughs> I just really wanted, I wish I could eat the stuff they had because it looked amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Well, let's dive in. The first one is called One Delicious Christmas. They were all released on the same day. So there's really not a first one. But anyway, the first one we're going to talk about is One Delicious Christmas. And this stars Vanessa Morano, Kathy Maloney, Bobby Flay, and Alex Millar Jr. And these summaries were so long. So I'm sorry. But it's the future of Vermont culinary destination Haven Restaurant and Inn rests squarely on the shoulders of Abby, who inherited the property from her parents. Unfortunately, managing both restaurants and the inn is a 24-7 commitment, leaving no time for Abby to have a personal life. Her best hope is to secure an investment from restaurant mogul Alexandra Grantham, who would provide much-needed resources and guidance. But to do so, she'll have to navigate rough waters after top food critic Tom Kingsley visits Haven and gives Alexander his menu feedback. Hotshot chef Preston Weaver is brought in by Alexandra to shake up the holiday menu after Abby unexpectedly loses her longtime chef. 
Unbeknownst to Preston, the menu was curated by Abby's late father, and she's having a tough time letting it go. Despite their undeniable chemistry, will they be able to put aside their differences in time for Alexandra and Tom's Christmas Eve dinner visit, which will determine whether she invests in Haven or not? So, Megan, overall, what did you think about this one? This was my favorite of the four. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was Mm -hmm. cute. I think... It had a lot of very familiar tropes in it, um, but I thought they were done well. And I thought the actress was really nice. They could not figure out where I knew her from. And I think it must, I looked at her IMDb and the only thing I can think of is Grey's Anatomy, but she was only in one episode. So I don't know, I couldn't figure out where I recognized her from, but I thought she was cute. I thought it was a overall good one. Yeah, what did you think, uh, Anne? Yeah, same for me. This is definitely my favorite, easily, of, of the ones that I watched. And um, I just, I thought they had good chemistry. Um, I thought I was just, I guess I just was like putting myself in it. I was like, yeah, you can come let me taste food all the time. Like that will be, make me the happiest person. <laughs> and, um, but but I thought the conflict was handled well. Um, you know, um, I just thought that they just gave him so much like alone time and stuff to develop the chemistry. And I just thought it was really cute. I mean, mm-hmm. like it was easily my favorite of the, yeah. the ones. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even though I didn't love the two HGTV ones, I do think that that overall the concept and I would encourage them to keep doing them and keep making them because I saw potential And there were moments that I liked in the other ones, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think this one probably this one or the gingerbread one, I go back and forth, but this one is probably was probably my favorite. Uh, I think where I at least know this actress is she was Luke's daughter in uh, Gilmore girls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where I know her. She's been on a bunch of shows though. Uh, She, uh, she was on young and the restless. She was on Dexter maybe um, dexter i know her from she was on she was also on switched at birth mm-hmm. but i didn't watch that so it was like yeah she had a very long very good career yeah. i didn't mean that it's just that when i looked at it, i was like oh i didn't watch that show i didn't watch that yeah. show. So that's where i didn't mean that she hadn't been in anything she's been in a lot but i the only yeah. thing that i watched that she was in was Grey's anatomy and dexter which was years ago mm-hmm. so, yeah well yeah and, and on gilmore girl she was a little girl yeah, yeah, she's yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like tweener, but but she's <laughs> like, very oh, that's her. But uh, yeah, I thought she was good. I liked her. I uh, and I liked uh, the guy. I thought that he was uh, what's his mm-hmm. name. I thought that he was good. Um, Alex okay. Malari Jr. He was charming, uh, yeah, he and was. they had some pretty good banter between the two of them. It looks like he's done a number of series too nothing that I recognize, but yeah, I liked him. And so we find out the, the reason why her, her executive chef is leaving is because, uh, it's actually her, her sister. And she finds out that the brother-in-law got a job in London. So her sister's going to be leaving. And, uh, so they bring in this new chef because Bobby Flay's there and, and says, oh, well, it was a, it was delicious, but boring, I guess. Not flashy enough. But I feel like a, a restaurant like The Haven, 
it seems like you kind of go to that restaurant for comfort free. You don't go to a restaurant like Haven for for like foams and stuff. Yeah. I feel like you go there because it's like, oh, I want like the traditional, you know, carb, whatever, or the, just the traditional stuff. Yeah. Not like some kind of fusion or I, I don't know. But if you're trying to get like traveler, because it's also a hotel, right? Yeah. And it seemed true. like it reminded it reminded me so much of this place in Mendocino. It's called I think it's called Heritage House, and it's it is it's kind of like you wouldn't think it would have such a nice restaurant, but it has like a really really fancy nice restaurant, and the property is like gorgeous, and there's like a hotel, but there's a you know kind of cottages too it kind of remind. I felt like they were trying to go for something like that where it was like a destination and so you would want but yeah I mean the idea that there's anything wrong with mashed potatoes there's not <laughs> yeah. snooze mashed potatoes yeah. oh my god <laughs> it was interesting this last trip that I took to New York I, I I I love this little place that's like right across from the movie theater at Lincoln Center and it's called the food and wine uh indie food and wine is this little restaurant that's just and everything they make is so yummy like it's it's very simple like a blt sandwich or uh uh you know different sandwiches different salads it's everything is yummy and uh and it's for new york it's very reasonably priced almost everything is is like under 15 dollars uh and uh and so that's, you know, that's, I just love going there and it's right across from the theater. So if I'm at the festival, it's just like perfect. And anyway, so I was, uh, I ended up going to meet a friend to go to this other place that she recommended and it was the ceviche place. I mean, everything, I mean, I, I wouldn't have mind the price, I guess, if every, so we ordered these yucca fries and I understand this is a tangent, so bear with me, but we ordered these yucca fries, right? And they were like little gluey balls. Like when you order a fry, you expect fry that's crunchy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it was like a gooey ball. That's weird. <laughs> and then we got the ceviche, which was actually okay, but it, it had like all these foams on it. And I was just like, I want to go back to my place. <laughs> I might feel tea. And the oh. thing that got me the most is so my friend, she ordered a, she ordered octopus for, for dinner. And she said it was good, but whatever. But she added on a thing of rice, like a little bowl, a little bowl of white rice. No, nothing else in it. No spices, no nothing. $9. Oh wow! For a tiny little bowl. <laughs> that's New I, York. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's like only in LA or New York would you pay nine dollars for a t- <laughs> white rice. I just couldn't believe it. The foam thing does not. Sell. I mean, I like a foam and latte, but that's it. Like, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want. Yeah, edible, I don't know was, what. It was tuna ceviche with watermelon and a like some kind of foam on top. except for the phone but (laughs) i was just thinking like i could easily buy a watermelon buy a piece of tuna probably spend about 15 dollars and uh total and uh and 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 not have like a teeny tiny little helping for 
for well, like 30 bucks. You know, <laughs> you know what they say, the more expensive the food, the smaller the portion. Yeah, that's right. And they usually are like dripping it with like, you know, like, <laughs> like when I get a sauce, I want to have like a big thing of sauce and these fancy restaurants, they're like drop, 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 drop. Yeah. Drizzle it all fancy. <laughs> just like a few. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that it's I know like, it's a tangent, but I, well, what I just, she said in the movie, she said bougie. She yeah, bougie. bougie. I'm I like, like give that. Me, like her restaurant is indie food and wine, not the ceviche. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you're in New York, try it. I'm telling you, it's a hidden gem. It's so yummy. But um, but anyway, uh, so he has his uh, he has his fancy recipes and his like big stars. He makes some. Um, he makes potatoes with black truffle. And I have to admit, I'm not someone who's ever, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had actual truffles. Um, I I, I've had truffle oil and I didn't care for that. <laughs> oh yeah. I've had truffle oil. I love truffle oil. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like yeah, I've had like, of it. I think I've had like popcorn with truffle oil. And, oh really? Yeah. I think I've had things, but you're right. I probably have never had actual truffles. I mean, they're like. They're mushrooms. Yeah. They're like $200 for one tiny uh, little for you know for like a little bit i mean they're very yeah, but very, i definitely very only had the, <laughs> the oil, <laughs> the oil. <laughs> uh -huh. and she's but she's like more practical and she knows how to make yummy rolls which there's nothing more delicious than a freshly made parker house roll oh oh my gosh yeah that looked so good oh, and i just yeah. love bread whenever i go to restaurants i always eat the bread yeah <laughs> I get full on the bread so I'm all about some bread yeah and uh she she has like little tricks that her grandma taught her where she puts a shower cap over the over the the rising bread the bread bowl uh, does Things that like work that. I would think so yeah I mean it's I basically put a towel like that's all I'm, yeah I, make, I don't make I don't make bread a lot but I make um homemade pizza dough my dad taught uh -huh. me when I was a kid and I just always put like a kitchen towel over it. But now I'm like, ooh, a shower cap. I don't know. I don't know if pizza dough would be different. So I'll have to ask mm -hmm. my dad. He'll be like, what's a shower cap? <laughs> I'm going to say, mean, yeah. I, I, I really, once I show him. <laughs> I think <laughs> it would work just like any other covering. I don't think it would be especially, I think maybe the nice part of it is it just sort of stretches around the sides of the bowl. Right. So that would be nice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the part that what that I liked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they have like some cute little scenes in this movie. They have like the flirty gift wrapping scene where he's the worst. Yeah, that was gift cute. wrapping that was fun. I've never made a beef Wellington, but I was like, I don't think that's the same. <laughs> she was like, compare. She compared a beef Wellington to to wrapping packages. She said, if you can do a beef Wellington, which is like beef wrapped in I think a pastry yeah uh, you have you if beef wellington I think you have you have foie gras I think or around yeah. the side and then yeah and then you wrap it in pastry I've never made it either I you I don't, don't wrap I, it like a gift <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's not like you don't different. like crease the corners <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a stretch <laughs> <laughs> but it was a cute moment for sure yeah. Yeah. Like the, great chemistry. Can I borrow I thought, your finger? Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. I thought they had really good chemistry that I was like, oh well, this is chemistry. Sometimes I think I 
think the leads have chemistry just because they're just both so attractive in these movies. You know, it's like, but these people really did. I mean, they, I felt like there were sparks from the scene, you know, from the scene. Yeah, scene-ish. you could yeah. see that, yeah. Well, and I like too that in this case, this wasn't uh, her being mad at him for buying the place or change. Like pretty much they came around to each other pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And then it was actually him stopping her at the end from signing. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of refreshing. Well, I liked it because he was like trying to protect her. He's like, does Abby know about this? And he's like, I'm going to go tell her like right now. Like I'm not wasting yeah. any time. Like I'm going to tell her now because she needs to know this is her, you know, her decision. Yeah. I also thought it was kind of funny that they were acting like lobster bisque was like groundbreaking. Like no <laughs> one had ever made wrong. Yeah, that's true. They kept saying, we keep selling out of it. Keep selling out of it. Like it was like you couldn't find it anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure they've had lobster bisque on most menus since like 1965. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> there were a lot of near kisses in this movie, or you're just like yeah you get close yeah. and then either uh then alexandra or somebody would would step <laughs> in and, and stop them and she just like um and she wants to renovate the inn and but she also overhears alexander talking about renovating the about completely changing it and then they have like a big fight and she says all those nice moments we had together meant something to me (laughs) i'm like oh no (laughs) Uh, and the big moment is uh they he makes s'mores and they, they their their cute little s'more date was fun, and she burns the marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, that was cute. And when they were outside, <laughs> actually making them. But then yeah. when he made it for her like that way, that was um, yeah. Oh, I was I I really felt the goosebumps with that. I thought yeah. it was really sweet. The way she was just like so genuinely like it's perfect. Like yeah. I thought she's a she's a really good actress. I I really enjoyed her. Yeah, she was good. I liked her I too. Thought she was really good. Hmm. Yep. And so then he's like getting rid of stress by, by, uh, he's like angry needing the bread though. Yeah. <laughs> and she comes in, she offers him the partnership and a job and, uh, everything ends great. And so I, I, yeah, this was a pretty cute one. I would give it, um, I'd give it a four, I think four out of five or maybe 3.75. I'd give it 3.75 out of five. What about you, Megan? What would you give it? I thought we were doing it out of four. <laughs> oh, out of five. Let me recalculate. Um, so out of five, I think out of out of five, I think you're right. I think actually I think I'll give it a 3.5. Okay. And what about you, Anne? You know, this whole expectation thing, you guys. So I had no expectations. And this one rose to 3.75. So same as Rachel. Then the yeah. one I thought I was gonna like the best is like the worst one. So it's like <laughs> just totally just like <laughs> just can't. I wish I could just erase them from my brain, but yeah. no such well, luck. <laughs> all I right. It. it rose because I wasn't expecting anything. I didn't know the leads. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so pleasantly surprised by this. I really, you know, like this. Um so yeah, 3.75. Yeah. 
to thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the good folks at Baker Publishing Group. Looking for the perfect gift for the book lover in your life? Dive into some great dual-time novels this Christmas where the past intersects with the present. First up, we have By Way of the Moonlight by Elizabeth Musser. Allie Massey's dream to use her grandparents' estate for equine therapy is crushed when she discovers the property has been sold to a contractor. With weeks until demolition, Allie unearths some of Nanadale's best-kept secrets, including her champion filly, a handsome man, and one fateful night during World War II, and perhaps a clue to keep her own dream alive. Next, Where the Last Rose Blooms by Ashley Clark. More than a century apart, two women seek lost hope. Abolitionist Clara is determined to help an enslaved woman reunite with her daughter. Alice can't stop wondering what happened to her mother in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Faced with the unknown, both women will have to dig deep to let their courage bloom. Next, When the Day Comes by Gabrielle Meyer. Libby has been given a powerful gift to live one life in 1774 Colonial Williamsburg and the other in 1914 Gilded Age New York City. When she falls asleep in one life, she wakes up in the other without any time passing. On her 21st birthday, Libby must choose one path and forfeit the other. But how can she possibly decide when she has so much to lose? Then we have The Master Craftsman by Kelly Stewart. When Ava Lane's dying treasure hunter father entrusts to her his mission to find a missing Fabergé egg, she has no idea how high the stakes will climb or how her allegiances will be tested. Join the hunt in this lavish dual-time narrative that plunges you into the 1917 Russian Revolution, the fall of the Romanovs, and a long-buried Soviet secret. And finally, The Extraordinary Deaths of Mrs. Kipp by Sarah Brunsfold. Frustrated reporter Aidan Kelly begrudgingly agrees to help a hospice patient prepare her obituary, but old Claire Kipp has some incredible stories and some surprises up her sleeve that promises to make this seemingly throwaway assignment a life-changing one. So head over to bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies to pick up one of these great books and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off these titles from November 14th to December 12th. That's bakerbookhouse.com slash featured slash Hallmarkies and use code Hallmarkies40 for 40% off. Let's talk about, let's do one of the HTV ones. Let's talk about Designing Christmas. This uh, this stars Jessica Sozar, Mark Gazzini, Mikey Selkin, and Hilary Farr. It's for the past six years, interior designer Stella and contractor Pablo have charmed homeowners and viewers alike as co-hosts of the renovation show House Sweet Home by relying on their expertise and palpable on-screen chemistry despite not being an actual couple. After the owners of the home slated for their upcoming holiday episode pull out, Pablo and HSH team convinced Stella to be their next client in hopes of saving the episode and the show in itself. This has a trepidatious Stella not only agreeing to renovate her family's Victorian home with Pablo, uh, but also moving her impending nuptials to to fiance Jack up several months in a bid to make this the biggest and best episode yet. As Stella and Pablo labor together more closely than ever before to bring their family's beloved home back from a state of disrepair in time for the Christmas Eve ceremony, Stella confides in her mentor, Freddie, about the complicated and unexplored feelings that could jeopardize everything. So that's a long description. It was really long. These descriptions are like paragraphs. I mean, they're They're making me work. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Well, I look forward to hearing what you ladies think. I didn't watch this movie. It was just 
from the promo and like she's engaged it was just too much emotional cheating i just wasn't yeah. able to handle it um but i want to i want to know what you guys think about you know what the movie was like because i didn't watch it so yeah yeah no i totally get that i I, I think there are some good things about this movie. I, I really like both of the leads. I like Jessica Sozart. She was in Lucky in Love on Hallmark Channel, which is yeah. a really fun one. And Mark Gazzini is so charming. And I he's think he's charming great. in this. And I actually thought they had pretty good chemistry. And I also think that Hillary Farr was probably the best of any of the, uh, the HGV mm. slash Food Network talents. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she has like some acting experience because I, she felt like she was the best I thought. And I thought that she looked so much like Jessica that it was a little bit weird. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. They just, I, to me, they looked very much alike, but that's not a plot point at all in the story. <laughs> that's just me, I guess. Uh, but, but anyway, I thought she did a good job and was the best out of these cameos, I guess that you'd have. Uh, and there were swoon worthy moments like, uh, when uh, w- they do have a mid-movie kiss. But all that said, the problem is, is that not only is she dating another person, but it's not like in some movies where, like for instance, in in Jolly, Jolly Good Christmas or whatever that one was on Hallmark, that, that they just barely, on that one, they've just barely been dating. They weren't that like they weren't in love. This is like somebody she's supposedly marrying in a couple of days. You know, I was say, it's, like it's, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's no, a different situation. Yeah. It's he, and like he's there and a major character in the story. It's not like a bad man of business that oh you go off and you meet somebody else because you're at home or whatever like that you see and I and those aren't my favorite anyway. But but in this case, like he was there. Um, they were getting married. Uh, so it was a major problem. Like not only are they emotionally cheating, but they were like cheating, cheating. <laughs> like they, so like you couldn't have fun with the kiss because yeah. you know, like that's not great to do when you're engaged and you're just about to get married. Uh, no, so no, I know it's, yeah. Yeah. Megan, what did you think? I agree. I I agree that the HGTV woman was the best of the four in acting wise. I found this movie. And again, I do. I love Jessica too. I watched her in Gossip Girl. I know she has a podcast now that I've been meaning to listen to. I do love her and I think she's great. I, this movie to me was boring, a little boring. Um, and again, yeah, I agree. They didn't, do her character justice because her relationship was too far along and not not they weren't just engaged they were literally going to get married yeah had they had a breakup the day of the wedding which is my least favorite breakup Mm because if anyone did that to me i think i would probably light them on fire (laughs) well and i was really i i i was really scared that they were going to be like well why don't we just get married instead yeah i almost wanted that just to be like a little zany because i was like this this is so and then um yeah and also he was like you said i feel it he wasn't a bad 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 man of business they did try to make him kind of that way but he wasn't bad enough like okay if you mean the the fiance yeah the fiance 
If like, you're going to have her break up with him on the wedding day, I need him to be terrible. Yeah. It's the worst yeah. human possible. Yeah. He, wasn't. he was no. a little selfish and a little self-involved, but he was Like they were on different wavelengths in what they but wanted that- out of life. You know, as far as like she wanted to, she, you know, she's interested in her career and he wants to like start a family and, you know, like some other things like that. But like he wasn't a bad dude. No, he wasn't. And that was a problem. And uh, not, yeah, not that yeah. you should cheat on bad. You should just not cheat. Cheating is bad, <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah. it's at least more understandable. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was the major problem. And I think that the problem I, if they came to me discovery plus, if you want some guidance, please, I'm available. Cause if they came to me, I would tell them that, what they ought to do for these HGTV movies is they actually shouldn't have them be redecorating houses at all. They should have them more on the design side of things. Not the, like they should have like a gingerbread. You remember that one with uh, Tia uh, with giant gingerbread houses? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you could totally have something like that. And like they do at Disney world every year, they have these incredible mm-hmm. gingerbread houses that are huge and in all the hotels and everything. And, and so you could have an HGTV person that's like asked to help with one of these houses. Yeah. Um, or you could have like, we're going to design a couple of years ago, they had a, uh, a special suite at a hotel that was a Hallmark hotel. You know, yeah. like that was designed with a Christmas tree and all that stuff. So you could have a contest of who, which HTV person could design the best hotel, mm-hmm. Christmas hotel. Yeah. And so it's like on the design part of it, yeah, I right. think that's where you get these Christmas stories. Or even yeah. like Enchant, you know, Hallmark has that like Enchant village in certain cities. Like I want to see someone oh, yeah, designing yeah, that. Yeah. Like how yeah. do they figure yeah something like that the, the renovations just it just felt dry and it, mm-hmm. it, it felt artificially christmas because all of a sudden it's like they have to get married by christmas why yeah well and none of these hgtv shows are live so the idea the construct this is more in the in the next one but the the construct that they have to get this all done for a live broadcast like that that's not a thing well, this one, they switch. It's like, it wasn't supposed to be live. And then all of a sudden she's like, let's go live. And then apparently this TV crew who doesn't do live can just magically do live TV, which I'm pretty sure takes. I was thinking the wedding was set. always going to be live. Oh, or maybe I missed it? that. I oh, thought so. I thought maybe. I don't, and they yeah, were like, that's maybe. why we can't change it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't there know. There's a lot of plot points that just like yeah. didn't make sense. I mean, yeah. the thing is, it's like, it's just, she didn't need to, why did she need, she didn't, it wasn't necessary. Like, no, she it wasn't necessary. In a relationship, she didn't need to be engaged, she didn't need to be mm-hmm. about to be married. It yeah. could have been like a totally different, you Yeah, because you could just have the, they don't like each other, they're both co-hosts on this show, yeah. they both have to renovate this thing, and and they have to work together. Like, there's no need to yeah. involve the it wedding. A different and then, conflict. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah, even like them being exes or something like i don't know the also the whole like kind of enemies or they dislike each other to lovers mm-hmm. makes less sense if you've known the person like these people were supposedly co-hosts for a year i'm assuming that she's been engaged like the fact that they would 
I don't know. It just doesn't make as much sense as when they just meet each other and they dislike each other initially. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I see what you're saying. You know, that makes yeah, more yeah. sense. It's like, okay. But, you know, you wouldn't work with someone for an entire season of television, I think. I, maybe. I don't know. But it wasn't my fave. Yeah. I mean, I know some people, it's, I mean, it's a job and, and you don't really get along all that well. You hear the stories. But, but, uh, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying, though, that uh, that if they... If they had been like exes, long time exes, and then thrown into hosting the show together, like that could have been fun. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think that would have been more fun. Mm-hmm. That it just didn't need the whole engagement plot or yeah. the last minute wet the wedding. The whole wedding thing didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you give it out of five, Megan? I give it like a two. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too, as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jessica. I'm sorry to everyone involved. I'm sorry <laughs> to D- Discovery Plus. I, you know, your heart was okay. in it, but it just. Yeah, they can't all be winners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, so, thank you. <laughs> and then we have uh, the, then we have, uh, let's see here. Then we have Gingerbread Christmas. Um, this stars Tia Sarah Carr, uh, Keanu Teresa, Duff Goldman, Mark Ben David. And it's after a devastating workplace development throws Hazel's job prospects as a full-time architect into question, she leaves New York City to spend the holidays with her father, Ted, in her suburban Chicago hometown. While there, she discovers that the family bakery is even worse off than she imagined, having been on the decline since the passing of her mother. And to add insult to injury, her former best friend, Shelby, has opened a trendy new bake shop across the street. When all seems to be lost, she gets the idea to enter a gingerbread house competition led by homegrown food celebrity Mark Clemens, offering a $100,000 prize enough to get the Alien Bakery back on track. While working on her magnificent cookie edifice, a romance begins to bloom with a local contractor, James, who along with his daughter has been helping her father out by lending his baking prowess to the place where while they while they're trying to fix it up in his spare time a series of frustrations and misunderstandings threaten to tear them apart but will the magic of the holiday lead everyone to a merry christmas <laughs> so this one uh <laughs> and what did you think overall of this one for this one i really like the like i said i like the food aspect a lot better um and just it was more christmasy but there was i don't really know what it was there was something missing to me i don't know if it was they didn't spend enough time like alone together or they were always doing the same thing i haven't been able to figure out what it is but something was just something was off um i i don't know just for me well one thing that i felt in this movie is that I felt like there was a lot of like winking, winking at the camera of like, they kind of, they, they were sort of sarcastic in that they knew that a lot of the kind of sarcastic about some of these tropes, but it wasn't like so far that it was like lights, camera Christmas or anything, you know, yeah, anything yeah. like that, or a uh, movie, Merry Christmas. Um, so I almost kind of wish that they had gone even further with that and, and been yeah. even an outright more of an outright satire yeah uh, but uh but i still overall had a fun time with this one uh i feel like you didn't really need the whole plot with kiana Teresa and the i felt like too i felt like we didn't need that plot maybe that was it, it was like i wish that that was taken out and there was more time with them kind of yeah like he should have been running the bakery 
across the street and then like the rivalry and and mm-hmm. then in the end they could have like worked on the gingerbread together yeah and also i feel like super it's super boring to like design a city hall yeah I mean, I'm glad that the mosque won. Yeah, <laughs> the mosque. Yeah, yeah. I was worried. I was like, um, I know, me too. Are they're just better? I'm like, they don't need to win this because the other ones are better. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, even, I was glad how too. How do you do like a dome like that for the mosque? Like, I don't even know how you. Yeah. How yeah. would like days like like that's wow. Yeah. The so, cinema mosque. <laughs> right. So for people who didn't watch it yet, I guess we should explain. She makes. Oh, another character not the main character makes a gingerbread mosque and it is like the most beautiful thing i think i've ever seen mm-hmm. it was like the it was i mean do you think it was real gingerbread it couldn't have been probably but it was definitely like glued together it was not icing yeah yeah, yeah. And it was just Long. so like in intricate like the details yeah Mm-hmm. I would watch this movie just to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was a sweet character too. I forget her name. I know she uh, was. I liked her. Yeah, she was cute. And it's you know always nice when they are able to bring like another culture into a Christmas story, mm-hmm. and yeah. make it feel valid. Uh, and uh, and I like Mark David Ben David in this. I he was on Good Witch uh, mm-hmm. for a while, and so it was sort of fun to see him in this. I thought he was charming. I I feel like uh I feel like for some reason TSR Carr is one of those people that I always want. I feel like she's a perfect fit. Like, but I, I never like her Christmas movies that much. I this one was I enjoyed this one well enough, but I don't know. I just it's just kind of like Maggie Lawson to me. Like someone on paper, Maggie Lawson seems like a perfect Hallmark yeah. person. Yeah. But, like movies have not been the best and. I don't know, but she was cute. She was sweet in this. Yeah, and and they were fine together. I thought they had okay chemistry, and and I thought it was kind of funny that like when she's feeling sad, her dad's go to is to make a banana split. I'm like, I've never that seen was, that in a Christmas. I like that. That was funny. That was like one of the highlights because I don't know. I just felt like they were like it was just too serious. Like they weren't doing anything except trying to build this thing, which was I guess the point. Yeah. But, like even in the other movie we're gonna talk about next i like that they added some cute other activities instead of just the you know whatever the main yeah thing was when so. he's late for uh their first uh day i mean gosh you'd think that he had like ran over a, a puppy or something I and mean, she was just so upset about it like what's the big deal yeah she was upset <laughs> yeah um but uh they you know they had some cute moments i liked when he's like no problem is too big that can't be solved with cake um that was nice and uh they're able to it so she he breaks the tower that they'd made and she's just absolutely furious and uh and then he says i can't be with someone who pushes me away when things get rough which was true which was true. Yeah, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't see it coming that it was going to fall. I, I was a little shocked yeah. by that. I feel that I, I should know. have known, but I, I, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so I, I was tweeting a little bit when I was watching this, and there was one shot that made me die laughing, where they, they had them both. This is when they're fighting after this, the towers destroyed, and they had them both 
like socially distanced apart. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this giant bench that made them look like teeny tiny people. Like yeah, huge. the thing was like so high. Yeah. The back was so high. It Is made that like me like a famous bench or something that was I don't know. It made me laugh. <laughs> Definitely a statement bench, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but she decides that so she gets this job offer. She decides that she's not taking the job. She says, I can make my dreams come true here. And uh and uh then we get uh we get like two kisses at the end which were fun uh i i love the stop talking kiss that's one of my favorites yeah you know yeah, when the person's are. like bah, 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 ah, and they just go for it. i love that yeah. uh <laughs> and it turns out that they're going to make a cookbook uh for uh for her mom's recipes so that'll be nice and she gets a, a local job the bakery's doing well um she yeah in a um uh, for a different architect, smaller architect uh, firm, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I feel like I was a bit harder on this movie than I meant to be. Uh, it was it was cute. I I didn't hate it. Um, I think lemon basil shortbread with raspberry royal icing sounds not good. It's too many weird things. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that sounds a little bit too weird. Yeah. Now we say bougie, too bougie. Yeah, it, was, it was too bougie for me. <laughs> I'm pretty basic, so. <laughs> um, I give this one three point two five. Uh, what about you, Anne? I would give it a three. Megan, I agree. I agree with Rachel. I give it three point two five. I okay. I liked it. Yeah. I think more than Anne did. The one problem I had was that she, the main character, is still upset with the her ex friend because she stole her prom date like how old yeah, are something you like, yeah. <laughs> if you're past the age of college you can no longer be mad about something someone did in high school like That's, you yeah. have to move on yeah unless you they know. you know unless yeah you've got to move on <laughs> we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. Well, our last one is called A Christmas Open House, and this stars Kitty Stevens, Victor Rusick, Ben Napier, and Aaron Napier, and I guess those are a home time couple on HGTV. So there you go. Okay. 
Um, it's Melissa is an ambitious Atlanta property stager teams with her old high school crush, David, to sell her newly married mom's home in their small Georgia hometown. The place is cozy, but hasn't been updated in decades. So the two join up to renovate the place before a couple of wealthy potential buyers are due to see the house on Christmas Eve. Melissa would love to spend a portion of her budget on a few custom projects created by unique couple, Henry and Sarah. Right, who are gifted at small town home restoration and appreciate the legacy of a family home. Henry is a master woodworker and custom furniture builder, and Sarah is an artist with an expertise in color and transformative design choices. As Christmas approaches, the tensions grow. So does a romantic relationship between Melissa and David. But the fact that Melissa intends to return to Atlanta and start her own business with the cash she will get from the property sale while David has no intention of leaving his hometown could be a deal breaker for their relationship. So, (laughs) so what did you think of this one, Megan? I, so I was really excited about this one because I love this actress. I loved her in the bold type. I thought, I think she's just really great. I think I had higher expectations and it kind of felt a little flat for me. I think it was, cute but i just it didn't seem like a christmas movie it seemed like a movie that was written and then they were like oh let's make this christmas and i almost wish it wasn't a christmas movie because the christmas some of the christmas parts felt kind of forced like why would you need to have the whole premise of the movie is they have to have the house ready by christmas eve because they have to do the show like who sees a new house on christmas eve yeah no no at least yeah at least give me like you have to prepare for a christmas eve dinner or you have to prepare before the christmas holidays something but christmas eve you know showing of a new house i i mean i'm not in real estate but <laughs> i don't think that's a thing yeah no i agree i i did kind of struggle a little bit with her character i found her a little grating and i did not think there was the chemistry Like I really debated between myself, like which one I liked better was designing Christmas or Christmas open house, because I do think the chemistry was way better in designing Christmas. And it was really only the, if, if they hadn't had that emotional cheating or just cheating angle, I definitely would like that one better. I liked the HGTV people better. I like uh, in that one, I liked the chemistry better. I liked this, you know, the cute moments, um, this one, uh, yeah, I just didn't have as many, like the highlight was the ho-ho hoops game. Yeah. That was hilarious. I like that. That was funny. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. And between them and just kind of watching them renovate this house, it was just, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't very exciting to me. Uh, and I have to say the, so it started off with her mother's wedding. And this is like a beautiful, lovely, lovely actress. But I thought this wedding dress they had her in was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> I mean, just personal taste, not my style. I didn't like the color. I didn't like the fit. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was one of the ugliest wedding dresses I've ever seen. But It definitely didn't seem like a wedding dress. It seemed very, I mean, maybe that's what she wanted. Something very understated, yeah. but it just didn't feel like yeah it was like this tan color i don't know i just it was not for me 
I did not like that dress. But... I don't even remember it. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. I don't remember. Yeah, it definitely wasn't memorable. That, that's for sure. Oof. Yeah. If it was really bad. I want to see it. Well, I guess it was memorable <laughs> to Rachel because it was so bad. But Yeah, I, I, it was not for me. And uh, I did appreciate the fact that in this movie, she wasn't really that attached to the house like that much. Like she was like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Let's, because sometimes I get a little tired of people being like so emotionally attached to material possessions. And it's not something that I connect with that much because my family's just moved a lot. And I just don't have that, like, this is my house and my room or whatever that's have this, this, uh, attachment to, um, so I kind of appreciated that she was like, let's, let's tear it all down. Let's <laughs> demolition, boom, you know, kind of a thing that was different than you typically see in these movies. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. Well, and... in the beginning, but in the beginning, she's like at the wedding, she, she seems kind of shocked that her mom's going to sell it. And it's like, well, what did you think they were going to do as a married couple live in separate yeah. homes? Like, of course they're going to sell one of the houses. Yeah. That's true, but she came around pretty quick. I think because right. they needed to be able to use her talents as a stager. So if she was all like, oh, I don't want to sell the house, then you wouldn't be able to, then it wouldn't work for the script. But right. uh, uh, but I liked the, um, I liked her friend and the, her mm -hmm. friend's family. That was cute. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was nice. Although um, I think she said, I, ha I have I have two kids. I have two kids. <laughs> she said, I have two kids like a hundred times in this <laughs> It's like everything they like, well, I have two kids. <laughs> we get it. You have two kids, one on the way. We understand. Yes. Uh so I I I thought it was kind of a funny line when she says, Are are there no other kinds of nog besides eggnog? And so I was curious about this. Oh yeah, and that was weird. I was like, I never thought of that. Like I've heard of other kinds of eggnogs, like there's like a pumpkin eggnog or a, you know, like different peppermint eggnog. I've seen that, but I, I looked it up and it's true. It's just eggnog. That's the only kind of nog. And I said, said on Wikipedia, some say nog comes from noggin, meaning wooden cup or grog or a strong beer. But by the late 18th century, the combined term eggnog stuck. Eggnog purists argue that those who don't like the Yuletide drink have simply never tasted the real thing. I so do not like getting eggnog. kind of snarky there. <laughs> Eggnog's not for me because I was like, because I like the, the eggnog fest because I thought about my dad because he will try anything and he uh -huh. likes eggnog. So he's like the perfect person for one of those every flavor of eggnog things. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this would need to be like a hot cocoa fest for me, like a bunch <laughs> of different hot cocos. And then I would be so down. But I was like, eggnog. Ugh. I was like, yeah, if you like eggnog, that would be fun. Yeah, I like eggnog. I mean, I drink the virgin variety, but, uh, but when it's kind of diluted a little bit, uh, like I, I put in, I add some milk cause it's when it's like super thick, I don't really like that, but oh, yeah. when it's well, a, I don't know. What do you that, think, Megan? That was my question for you, Rachel, was cause I thought eggnog is non-alcoholic. And then you, like, if you buy eggnog at the store, it's non-alcoholic. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and then people add booze to it. A lot of people it. add rum. Yeah. But it's not like. When she, when the poor pregnant lady was like, here, you have to drink all these because I can't drink them. I'm like, they all have alcohol in them? Because I guess so. Eat. She got pretty sloshed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one, well, it's just like we have, when we do eggnog, which I'm not a huge fan of eggnog, but we do do it here in our house sometimes. And yeah, we have it. We usually 
the kids drink it because it's non-alcoholic and then maybe we add something but i didn't think of it as like a super alcoholic well when you're making it at home a lot of times then people put the alcohol in it oh but if you buy it then you have to add it to oh okay yeah i've never made i didn't even know you can make it from scratch yeah, I guess I guess you can make anything from scratch that no I didn't well, that would really home. make me freaked out if I tried to make it from scratch because I already don't like it and then see <laughs> one interesting thing I thought in this movie is that they set up a fake Christmas tree which you never see in these movies like sometimes it's yeah. obvious the tree is fake but, but like rarely do you literally see them you know unfold the fake tree and put it together and stuff like that like that was that's very rare yeah which i think they should make that a little bit more acceptable as a girl who grew up in arizona where it's very hot and actually having a christmas tree is kind of unrealistic like a you know a fake tree can be really beautiful too sure you know i mean i i can't do it I can't do a, a a live tree. It's just too heavy. I can't, you know, deal with it by myself. Oh, yeah. uh, so I have to do a fake tree. And uh, the one time I, I had a tree, a real tree delivered, I was trying and it ended up being a total disaster. And it was, they didn't leave it like cut well enough. And they were supposed to like set it all up and it was a mess. And I was decorating it and the tree like fell on me and oh, I couldn't like deal God. with it. And I was getting more upset. And so finally- <laughs> finally i called my uh the leader of our of my church and i was like oh help help." and he came with a saw and he rescued the day and i said he saved christmas (laughs) oh my gosh yes so but that's the only time i've read in in the last uh 10 years or so that i've ever done a real tree i've always done a fake tree because i just can't deal with it by myself so yeah Yeah, we had fake tree I had a fake tree almost always growing up because it's it's so hot and dry in Arizona if you it it can be a um a fire hazard yeah lights and everything um where I'm lucky now that I live in northern California so it's pretty wet and cold I mean it's not freezing obviously but we and I have a husband who can you know do the Christmas tree thing so that's the only reason I got married was to mm-hmm. <laughs> get a real someone to do that Christmas tree hauling. Yeah. <laughs> well, the ho ho hoops was hilarious. We all agree that was the highlight. That was yeah. definitely the highlight for me. Yeah. I, I lied like that part. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, what are they doing? And I was like, oh, this just took a turn. I did not expect this. <laughs> and I think that this one used the HGTV pool the worst of any of these four movies. I mean, they were just like zoomed in every couple times. They made them an, a mantle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like their involvement was very shoehorned and weak. I wonder, again, this seems almost like a script that was written separately and then Discovery Plus bought it and then yeah. tried to make it Christmas. and try, Because that you're right about the Zoom. And this is the one I watched first. So I kind of didn't, I thought they were all going to be like this. yeah all the other ones like the characters were actually in the plot line whereas this they only zoomed and then when they went it i don't know and i'm sure that couple is very lovely and they have a great hgtv show i'm i i don't watch it personally but i'm sure it's great they were they seemed fine but yeah it did seem a little like you said shoehorned yeah and but it it so 
the these uh re- repo guys come and take all of her stuff including the christmas tree <laughs> yeah they oh, ruined the christmas tree they knocked it over yeah and he's like oh yeah we'll reimburse you i was like what and i was yeah, like that was oh, harsh oh yeah it was they just trashed the tree they didn't take it yeah, but they trashed they it i was like what totally just like knocked it over ornaments broken like would they really do that because your credit card got declined? No way. And definitely not on like Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but, but it was a nice moment when like the town brings all their stuff. So that, mm-hmm. that was cute. That was cute. And the that. friend brings the Christmas tree and, uh, and then they show the house to these like total snobs, which was funny. Oh my gosh. Those they were funny. horrible. Well, oh, gosh. I have a question for Anne because you lived you lived in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this movie, it's like Atlanta is like the devil city, and like <laughs> it's like oh the city. It's like they treat Atlanta true. like. I mean, I'm like, I would I when I think of big cities, I know Atlanta's a big city, but when I think of big cities with quote unquote heart, Atlanta would be one that I would think it's kind of like kind of has heart i don't they yeah they were really into the small town is better in this movie too which was a little uh I, and i just didn't get it because i didn't i've only been to atlanta a few times i've never <laughs> lived there but it doesn't strike me as like a cold dark yeah. city well but people people who live outside of atlanta really don't like atlanta so oh, really? that makes sense <laughs> okay. because okay. I mean, it's like it's a horrible traffic place so everyone's like, there's like six lanes on the highways and it's like total traffic jam. So everyone hates going into the city and they Got just want to go there. And they just think why, you know, they think, why do people want to live there? Because it's just too much traffic and people think there's like so much crime. I'm like, there's crime everywhere. I don't think there's any more crime there than there is in any other place. That's just my opinion. Cause I lived there and I felt totally safe, but um, you know, but yeah, people who don't live, who live in the suburbs, they're like, Oh, Atlanta you know so I was okay. like, that makes sense <laughs> all right I'm so glad we have you on because I was really because again I've never <laughs> I've only visited Atlanta a few times for work mostly so yeah. I'm really glad that you could give us the Atlanta day <laughs> well they won't sell to the snobs of course and they decide oh, yeah. they're going to sell and give a good deal to her friend who's oh. who has two kids as we know and is pregnant and one on the way <laughs> <laughs> And then they have their kiss and she gives him business cards uh, for his new business. And uh, so that was cute. And I hope that the, uh, this, uh, this guy, um, what's his name? I like um, Victor, you know, from uh, Baker and the Beauty. I like That's him. what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. He's on um, uh, Baker and the Beauty, which was canceled too soon. It was so good. I love that show. So good. And I like Katie from the bull type. That's why this was like my most anticipated, and it just went. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. didn't think they had chemistry, and I was bored. And, oh. Yeah, yeah. She's just so cute. She's another one that would be so good in these movies. Like she's just a doll. I really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope to like keep her. trying. Sometimes the yeah. first try is not the greatest, and then the second or third is awesome. So if you're listening, which one is your favorite? We would love to hear in the comments or on Twitter. And Megan, how can people follow you? You can follow me at Twitter at Megan D320. And I'm on 
Instagram, I think it's Megan Ruth 3200. We'll have it in the description. And Anne, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at awscott21. And I just want to say a shout out to Discovery Plus. Thank you for having one person of color lead in every movie. I think that's yeah, good point. And that's very good. And that was definitely the best thing you did with all these movies. <laughs> yeah, for all four of them, anyway. I think that's great. So yeah, good point. I agree. I think they also had LGBTQ characters. They did. Most of them too. I did, I did. I wasn't keeping track, but mm -hmm. definitely yeah, they felt well-rounded. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast on Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. Five stars. It really, really helps people to find the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun and our merch store. So take a look at that. We've got all kinds of festive designs, including our team uh, wise three wise men shirts. So you can be on team Tyler, team Andrew or team Paul. Uh, so definitely take a look at that. They're a lot of fun. And uh, thanks so much, ladies. And we'll talk to you later. Merry Christmas. Bye.